0: I am so excited to announce that I've released the first official tarot diagnosis spread book. Tarot and Self-Discovery is a therapeutic tarot journey with over 200 spreads, including over 152 card prompts and over 50 robust tarot spreads. You can purchase a physical copy on Amazon or a digital copy at tarotdiagnosis.com. You are listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. I'm your host, Shannon. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, and I also happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, I invite you to reflect with me as I work to demystify the tarot and the human experience, all while exploring tarot's connection to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy. So grab your cards and join me as I work to create a pathway to better understand ourselves and those around us. So as you may have noticed, the majority of my solo episodes these past few months have focused on one of the cards in the Major Arcana and its overarching theme. And so this week's solo episode brings us to the tower. And I wanted to really focus on coping with tower moments. We've all been there. We might be experiencing them right now or anticipating that we're going to experience one. And I actually... I kind of love the tower card. And I know that's a really weird thing to say because so many of us fear it or have a really complicated relationship to it. But I tend to view the tower in a similar way to how I view weather. And that that might sound really weird, but I'll explain. So I love rainy, stormy days, especially now that I live in... Phoenix area where I don't really get the stormy rainy days anymore coming from Florida. I used to get them all the time, but now when they when they come, it f- reminds me that the earth is alive. And even when I lived in Florida and I would get storms all the time or even in California or wherever else I've lived, I always felt so relieved when the storm would come because I was like, ah, oh, okay, the earth is alive. She's breathing. And this this rain is nourishing nourishing my garden. It's nourishing the just the earth in general. And just it felt good, even if it was, even if the storms were scary sometimes. So yeah, I have like a complicated relationship with the tower, but I I lately kind of like it. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. But you know, the tower card feels similar to this the storms, these you know moments of unpredictability or chaos and even the discomfort can remind us that we are alive we are not immortal and we need to work to make sure that we aren't taking that for granted you know tower moments often shake us to our core and make us reevaluate what's happening within us or around us and it's it's navigating those moments especially the aftermath that can be incredibly difficult and uncomfortable. And that's what I want to spend some time talking about today. And, and I'm really excited because I'm going to do something slightly different with this episode today. Uh, at some point later on in the episode, I'm I'm going to actually share uh, an experience that happened with a client in my therapy practice. And of course, I won't be using any identifying information. I got permission to, to share this experience on the podcast as well. But I, I thought it was important for you all to see how powerful and, and therapeutic tarot can be, especially when it comes to coping with tower moments. So stay tuned, and, and we'll get to that later on in the episode. There are so many ways that we can experience a tower moment. I mean, globally, we are experiencing tower moments every, every day, every minute, and often it feels like every second. But for the sake of this discussion, I'm going to be zooming in and focusing on the concept of internal personal tower moments, moments when our anxiety takes over our system, moments when something becomes revealed about ourselves or or someone close to us that maybe we weren't prepared for. And at its core, the tower can serve as this metaphorical mirror reflecting back to all of us, the inherent complexities of the human experience and of anxiety and the tumultuous experience of the unpredictable changes that are going to occur to all of us and then of course the uncontrol or uncontrolled or what feels like uncontrollable chaos that can can permeate what it means to be a human and have a human experience So like I had mentioned, tower moments are unavoidable. We are all going to experience them. Sometimes we might have a lot of them all at once. Sometimes they're spread out and sometimes we can go years without having a tower moment. Sometimes we're we're coasting and and we sometimes feel like, oh, we're in the clear. All those tower moments happened to me years ago and I finally get to rest. And then suddenly we're hit with this uh, unpredictable, catastrophic tower moment. And when we're confronted with tower moments, the emotional and psychological response is often intense, complex, and multifaceted. The the sudden and disruptive nature of tower moments will typically trigger a range of emotions and reactions from us. Emotions and reactions like shock, fear, grief, Anger, sadness, confusion, and the biggest one that I, I see is powerlessness. And I feel like the, the powerlessness often stems from when we feel like the, the structure of our life, the structure of our relationships, whatever the tower moment is related to, has become dismantled. And now what we were accustomed to, what we knew, is, is now no longer. And we're not sure how to exist in a space where the formula that we've been existing in uh, is no longer there. And this can happen in any types of relationships, whether it's romantic, platonic, familial, professional. Uh, something happened recently with a client. There was a, a massive uh, tower moment in their job between them and a, a coworker that we really had to work through. We can have tower moments related to our health. And all of these types of tower moments lead to moments of significant distress. And in addition to the shock and the fear and the powerlessness that we experience, they can also lead to an identity crisis or uh, an existential questioning. And it it can be really overwhelming. So I want to explore... Some ways that you can cope with tower moments, or ways that you can help someone who you know might be experiencing a tower moment cope, or just be with them. And then once we go through this, I'm going to share an actual therapeutic example using my coping with tower moments spread that I I utilized with a client recently. And again, I was given permission to use this example, and you know, of course, not going to be using any names or identifying information. But it's it's a great way for you to see what it can be like to use tarot for healing and comfort and In the midst of a tower moment. So I want to take some time exploring the different reactions that we can have to tower moments and how we might respond and how we might need to be responded to. So the first tower moment is is the actual tower, the the shock and and disbelief when you are falling from the, the top of this building after lightning has struck and you are just free falling to the ground, and there is absolutely nothing you can do. I feel like when we, when we think about the tower card, and, and I'm using the the Tradivia deck, it's traditional rider weight imagery, and and this this person, one person is uh, almost like diving towards the ground, and the other is facing up, so like falling with their back towards the ground. There's nothing we can do, and when we are suspended in that that moment of time. In our own tower moment, we we feel this. We truly feel like we are falling from the top of this building, and there's nothing we can do. And we are shocked. We we have disbelief. We're struggling to comprehend this sudden upheaval. We're potentially emotionally numb. Often, we won't even be crying or screaming. We're just numb and reactionless. So from a therapeutic perspective, when you are experiencing something like this or you're around someone who's experiencing something like this, the best thing that you can do is to normalize what's happening. Yes, of course you're numb. Yes, of course you're crying. Yes, of course you're screaming. Of course you want to just throw things and beg for things to be different. So offering a space for whoever's experiencing this to share or express their disbelief without judgment and and without solution is very important. In these moments, you don't want to tell people what to do, how to think, how to feel, how to behave. Unless someone is, of course, like a danger to themselves or others, that's, of course, completely different. We just want to offer a space of validation. And if you're experiencing a tower moment, you might want to explain to someone, this is what I need. I just need you to sit with me and tell me it's okay. Okay for me to scream and cry or sit here and just stare off into space. The next reaction that I'm thinking about is fear and anxiety, which is re- represented by the 9 of swords. So, the 9 of swords is typically associated with anxiousness or anticipatory anxiety related to distressing thoughts and uncertainty. And I feel like this card of course really captures the essence of worrying about the future and just worry in general. And in this deck, it's, it stays true to the traditional imagery. There's, there's a person kind of like looking up, scared. Their Their hands are close to their face, which I, I think we've all been there when our body just has this physiological response to something traumatic. And, and all these nine swords are kind of looming over this person. It's, it's a really haunting image in this deck. So the uncertainty associated with tower moments, of course, creates fear and anxiety about the future or just in general. And anticipatory anxiety is something a lot of us experience when we don't know what's going to happen. And so that's when we go through all the what ifs, what if this, what if that. So if you're around someone who's experiencing this, the best thing that you can do is to help them feel grounded. Because when we're in a state of anxiety, we're not fully present. And grounding allows us to be present without bypassing the reality or the gravity of the tower moment or the situation. And we should also be careful with what we're saying. We need to be avoiding statements like, everything will be okay. <laughs> because when we're in such a heightened state, that's the, that's the worst thing we could hear. <laughs> I don't think any of us wanna hear it. It, it will be okay because we truly feel like it's not going to be okay. And it can almost, I know like personally, I get angry when, when I'm having a tower moment or I'm in a heightened sense of anxiety and someone says, oh, everything's going to be fine because my anxiety is telling me that no, it's catastrophic. It is not actually going to be fine. And, and hearing something like that can actually feel incredibly dismissive and invalidating. So instead you might want to say something like, I'm here with you, or I see you, or do you want me to sit down next to you? Or do you want me to give you space? Options are are really important during this time too. And so if you're in this space of anticipatory anxiety, something that that might be helpful is to one, if someone's around, let them know, I just need you to say that you're here with me, or I need you to put your hand on my back, or I just need you to turn the music up, or I, I need you to go make me a cup of tea. Something that allows you to engage the senses is really important. So going back to that moment of the concept of grounding, grounding is when we can engage all of our senses, something that we see, feel, taste, touch, hear. So you you can do this on your own in your home. You can do it outside. I often tell clients when they're out on a walk, when they're needing to regulate, make sure that you're really in the present moment. What do you smell? What is what does the air smell like? What sounds are you hearing? What are you what are you seeing? Cuz a lot, a lot of times we're just in our heads and we're not fully present with what's going on. And we're not really seeing what's in front of us. The next emotion or experience that we can have is grief. And this is represented in the 5 of cups traditionally. The 5 of cups is a card of loss, grief, symbolizing the emotional pain that comes with that. And regardless of our tower moment whether it's something related to the end of a relationship or the death of someone close to us or or even a platonic uh, friendship rupture or a, a a work issue that comes up where where we feel unheard or or not appreciated and it feels like a tower moment the five of cups experience can still exist because tower moments involve a feeling of loss, whether an actual loss or an internal perception of loss, there's a sense of security that gets taken from us. And grieving that security or grieving those losses is a really important part of just the healing process in general. And if you are around someone who's experiencing grief related to a tower moment Allowing them to have a space to fully explore their experience, express what they're thinking or feeling, or just process their grief in general is vital. I had a wonderful conversation with Teresa Reed, you know her as the tarot lady, about grief, which I really recommend you check out. We We had a fantastic discussion on things that you should do, what you shouldn't do, what you should say, what you shouldn't say. And one of the most important parts of working around grief and and with grief is this idea of storytelling. Storytelling can help facilitate the the exploration of, of our complex emotions that we have when we experience loss or grief. And another way that storytelling is helpful is that it helps keep the person's memory alive. And research shows the more that we talk about someone who we've lost and we are grieving, it makes us feel closer and more connected and helps us feel a little bit more stable. Storytelling can also be beneficial when it comes to talking about grief not related to loss because often we feel alone with our experiences. So sharing our story and having someone really listen to us and show interest helps relieve feelings of isolation. Another significant reaction or experience that we can have to a tower moment is an identity crisis. And I feel like this is depicted through the death card because uh, the death card is not about you know actual physical death, but about transformation and often even an opportunity for rebirth, which fascinating because we actually see that in the tower as well. When something's destructed, it leaves space for something to be reconstructed. In the context of an identity crisis, you know, this represents the the shedding of old parts of ourselves, parts of relationships, and gives us permission to create something new or different. However, <laughs> that sounds great in theory, but when we apply it to this idea of an identity crisis, it can be incredibly overwhelming and it can lead to all of these feelings that I and experiences I just talked about, the nine of swords anxiety, the five of cups grief, or even just another tower moment in general of, oh, well, who the hell am I now? Now that this thing has happened to me, now that I've had this experience that has completely changed the way I function, changed the way my life looks, how am I supposed to exist? Who am I supposed to be? Because who I was before no longer fits within this new narrative. That was forced upon me, you know that that experience of upheaval caused by tower moments challenges our our sense of self. We we grapple with questions about our purpose, our value, and again, just who are we? What is our identity? So, if you're around someone who's in this having this experience, this identity crisis, one of the most supportive things that you can do is give them space to explore their values, their strengths, their aspirations. What dreams still exist that existed before the tower moment? What values still exist now that existed before the tower moment? What new values exist? What strengths did they have before and what strengths do they have now? Going back to storytelling too, integrating the concept of Narrative work or narrative therapy, if you're a clinician working with clients, is really important when navigating this idea of or process of redefining, you know, who we are, especially in the aftermath of a significant life change. So recently I was working with someone who experienced a pretty significant tower moment. They're a client who really enjoys working with tarot. So we decided to bring the cards into a session to really help them process you know, what had happened and what was happening and, you know, what they needed. So we decided to use my Coping with Tower Moments spread and I modified it a little bit for the session. So instead of having them shuffle and blindly pull for the prompts, I had them go through the deck and choose cards for each prompt, which we then spent, you know, time exploring and unwrapping. And then once we did exploration with the cards that they chose, I, I had them shuffle and then blindly pull, at least for the the three supporting cards, which I'll explain the spread in a moment. So if this is something you want to do, you, you can modify the spread as well. You can go in and, and choose the cards that you feel like best fit for the prompts. And then once you're done exploring those cards, keep them out, but then shuffle and pull, almost adding clarifiers, which you can also use an Oracle deck for, for that second part as well. So the spread is four cards and it starts with an anchor. And the anchor card is, you can, you can choose the tower or you can choose a card that represents your tower moment. Then the next card is going to be the archetype that represents someone who you can lean on for support. The card after that is the boundaries needed while you process this tower moment. And then the final card is an action to consider to help you process your discomfort. So in this case, the client chose to work with the three of swords as their anchor They said it represented the rapid and unexpected deterioration of a relationship through a betrayal. Then the archetype representing someone who they could lean on for support, they actually chose the knight of pentacles. They said that this represented a very close friend who they described as practical but caring. And then for boundaries needed while they processed this tower moment, they chose the four of swords. They said that this expressed expressed and reflected their need for space. Typically, they would have spent a lot of their free time with friends, but they realized they really needed to prioritize time and self-reflection. We also spoke about how they could communicate this boundary to their friends so that their friends didn't get maybe hurt or or get the idea that they just didn't want to spend time with them. And then an action to consider to help them process their discomfort, they chose the Queen of Cups, which they described as an, an archetype that they felt granted them Permission to share and express their pain, both with me and with others, which has historically been really difficult for them. So, we spent time really diving deep into each of the cards, which I'm not going to go into exactly what happened during that session, but it was powerful to start with the Three of Swords as their anchor because we explored what made the situation rapid and unexpected. And why did they choose the word deterioration versus another word versus ending? Because I felt like that was a really powerful wor- word. And then we spoke about the betrayal, what the betrayal meant to them, how it how it impacted their personal narrative and, and what it means for their narrative moving forward. With the archetype that represented someone they could lean on, I, I had them talk about and tell the story of their friendship with this person who they viewed as the Knight of Pentacles what makes them practical what makes them caring and then why do you feel like this practical but caring nature is what what they needed during this time like what was it about what this person could offer allowed them to feel a sense of healing or a sense of safety amidst their their tower moment we had a really fascinating discussion on their choice of the four of swords for boundaries they struggled with this because they're a very social person they're an extrovert They feel energized when they are around their friends, but they said that they were worried about spending too much time with their friends and then avoiding their pain and discomfort and not truly working through it. They said in the past that they would have relied on their social life to distract them and they're making a conscious decision now to... Spend time in reflection and prioritize time alone in that four of swords energy as well as time with friends. So, you know, they said, I'm definitely not gonna not see my friends because I need them. That's important to me. But they also knew that it was valuable, especially during this time, to really allow themselves to be still and and feel and experience the, the deterioration of this relationship and what this tower moment meant for their life and the queen of cups led to a wonderful discussion too because you know they had struggled pretty significantly with allowing themselves to be emotional around other people allowing themselves to express that they have feelings that they are a feeling being so to choose that card as an action to to consider to help them process their discomfort was was a really big breakthrough for them and something really important for us to discuss about our therapeutic relationship and how being in therapy has given them the confidence to be a feeling being and to share that part of themselves with others. So yeah, we ex- we expanded on all these cards. It was it was really fun even though it was emotional. It was really eye-opening to see them really sit with the archetypes and and tell the story about how each card personally in that moment resonated with them. And the blind pooling afterwards was also insightful because it gave more depth and meaning to the cards that were chosen. And it allowed the client to explore additional actionable steps to make sure that they were following through with the cards that they personally chose. So at the end of the session, the client had provided feedback that the experience was really cathartic and empowering, especially to explore their tower moment through something tangible like tarot. They spoke about how it almost felt like a relief to, to see it outside of themselves. Because when you have the cards in front of you, it's almost like a storyboard. And so the powerlessness that they had been feeling initially had significantly decreased during session because they were they, or they felt like they were able to control the narrative moving forward with the help of the cards. Something I want to touch on as well that you know when we're navigating a tower moment or navigating a tower system because sometimes it's a system instead of a moment, it's important to approach the the destruction and the chaos with a sense of curiosity even when we are in the midst of fear asking You know, what am I experiencing? What do I need? What am I learning? How can we use this discomfort as a catalyst for self discovery? And how can we use it to find answers regarding what what am I supposed to do next? Because even the tower, with all of its potential for destruction and pain, still holds space for us to have the power to create something different. You know, as a therapist, it is often (laughs) my job (laughs) to guide clients through their own tower moments, just like the one I described. And I encourage them to explore the foundations of their anxieties, confront the revelations that come to the surface, and then help them figure out how to rebuild from a place of newfound understanding about themselves and about the world. It's a really delicate balance between acknowledging the discomfort and the fear, and also embracing the truth that they still have an option to continue moving forward. Even when moving forward seems and feels impossible, more painful, and even cruel. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. For more tarot and mental health content, follow The Tarot Diagnosis on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and sign up to receive The Tarot Diagnosis emails where you'll have access to exclusive spreads and exciting announcements. To join an incredible community of tarot and psychology enthusiasts, join The Tarot Diagnosis membership community, The Symposium, by visiting thetarotdiagnosis.com.